Are you ready for the word this morning? Or if you're watching online or watching on Catch Up, are you ready right now in this moment for the word? If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry because it's going to come up on the screen and I'm going to read the word to you. Now, over the last couple of weeks, if you haven't been here, if you're brand new, don't worry. But Mike has been talking about self-talk in this campaign that we're doing called Truth Talk. If you don't know what we mean by campaign, it's the word we use to describe what we're going to teach on and what we're going to preach on. But we call them campaigns because we don't want you just to sit back and listen to these words and let them wash over you. We want you to grab hold of these words and let them campaign over your life because I truly believe that when we speak from the Word of God. It has the power to change your life. Amen. I come here every single week, week in, week out, not just because it's a habit or not just because it's the thing that we do. I come every week because I truly believe that with every week, as I get the Word in and I come and gather with the family of God, my life can change that little bit more and I can go a bit further and a bit higher in the things of God. That's why we come together, to bring Him glory. And as we do, we can pull something out of heaven. So you can come here and you can show up and leave exactly the way you came if you want to because it's your choice but if you grab hold of the word and some of you might want to lean a little bit more forward in your seats and grab hold of it and not let it just drop to the ground then I believe that our lives can be different so as Mike's been talking to us about self-talk and how we can break the chains of some of that negative self-talk that's been spoken in our lives or we've been speaking to ourselves that is not of God and it's been something that's holding us back as we've been sort of getting rid of all that stuff now we're ready to fill ourselves up on the truth of God, more truth of God. And what I want to do today is I want to encourage us to how we can speak more truth and talk more truth throughout our lives now we've got rid of all of the negative self-talk. Now, if you miss those talks, you can go back and catch up and watch them. But if not, just be prepared. In that song right there, as we were singing, chains could have been broken in your life. The lies that have been reoccurring and being on repeat in your mind can be broken. And so it says this, and I want to give us a method for how we can talk more truth. And right here, to set the whole of this next thought up, I want to just start with the truth of the matter. This is the whole truth of Jesus, kind of tied up here in this one scripture. It says, he humbled himself. Who's he? It's Jesus. Jesus, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess That Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Here's the thing. 
The Bible's quite prophetic in some ways, what tells us what's going to come. And it's saying that there's going to be a time when every knee, every knee will bow, every tongue is going to confess. There's going to be a point where every person is going to be at a point where they can no longer deny the reality of Jesus, no longer deny the power that is in just the mention of his name. You see, there's power in just the utterance of his name. We don't get that because sometimes we don't think names have a lot of power, but the name of Jesus. Jesus holds so much power and there's going to come a time when every knee will bow. But you know, right here today, in the here and now, you and I have a choice to choose to believe in the reality of that power. We have the choice to today confess with our mouths that Jesus is real, that Jesus is real. Right now, today, we have the choice to go, you know what, Lord, I humble myself just like you did on that cross, and go, you know what? It doesn't always make sense. I humble myself, and I admit, actually, I believe there's something that's bigger than me, that there's something more powerful than what I can see, and that is the truth of the matter. So I'm just going to give you a few thoughts, a few little methods of how we can speak that truth more often, and the first thing is this. Are you ready? Because it's so simple, gets so powerful. We're going to go straight back to basics, and it's this. Speak truth's name. If you want to talk more truth, even if you're listening right now, you're not a Jesus follower, we all want to be people that live in more truth. If not, then you know what? Not many people are going to want to be around you. You're not going to want to be around yourself if you're someone that lies all the time. But I think there's a desire in all of us to want to speak truth. And one of the ways that we can talk truth is just by speaking the truth's name. Truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. See, for the Christians that are here in the room, there's a little difference, I think, to speaking Jesus and speaking to Jesus. Now, if you've been a Christian a while, you'll know that praying and talking to Jesus is a fundamental thing for helping us in our faith. It's one of the fundamental things I would say in order, if we want to talk more truth, we've got to be talking more to Jesus. And it's such a big and important topic that I'm actually going to cover it here today. We're probably going to do it later in a different campaign, talk about the whole topic of prayer. But today, I just want to, I don't even want to go into the depths of talking to Jesus. I want to start right back at the beginning of actually just speaking his name, addressing Jesus' name. If you struggle with praying, maybe your resolution this year was to pray more, to speak more to Jesus, and you might be feeling kind of crummy because you might have not done as well as you thought you had, and we're not even finished with January, but can I encourage you, maybe just relax a little bit. Why don't you start, if you're struggling to pray, why don't you start by just speaking his name? Jesus. Jesus. If you're someone that's an eloquent prayer, you have lots of words, you don't have trouble praying, maybe you just need to revive and refresh your prayer life a little bit. Why don't this week you try this exercise of holding back some of your words and just try and just pray by speaking the name of Jesus. Jesus in that situation. Jesus. So it's so powerful. You know, there's many times that I will, I'll come home from a day or I'll go out with a friend and I'll just be like, after a long day, 
like go, 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 without even acknowledging them, without even addressing their name. I'm just talking unintentionally to the air because I've got so much within me. And sometimes we can't always cope with that. And sometimes we're like that with God. We're like, this is happening, this is happening. I want you to do this and I'm suffering with this. And And you know what? God can take it. He encourages us to speak to us. But sometimes we don't even need to do all that. Sometimes we just need to do an intentional, Jesus, I need your help. Jesus. Can I just tell Jesus, there's so much power in just addressing someone. If you're in a crowded room and you speak someone's name, you have the power to enable that person to turn around in a crowd full of people. See, when you beckon his name, when you call his name, even when you whisper and utter his name, I think heaven shifts because Jesus turns and you have his attention The Bible says that his face can radiate upon you. I wonder if that's because when you call his name, when you summon him, he turns and he looks at you. I don't think there would not be a rippling effect that happens in the whole of heaven. See, it's so powerful when we call his name. How are we speaking his name? Let's look at some of the ways in the Bible that we can do this. A, one of the ways we can speak Jesus' name is to be saved. That's how powerful his name is. When you speak his name, when you confess his name, you can be saved. Some of you are like, I don't need rescuing. Some of you, though, are really tired of doing life on your own. Sometimes you just need rescuing from the situation you are in. And all of us need rescuing from the eternity that we're heading to. Because for some, death means death and that's it. But if you are someone that calls on the name of Jesus, he can save you and it can mean that there's not a full stop after we pass this life. You're going to go on and your eternity can be safe in Jesus. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B, what's another way we can speak his name? When we want to ask, we need to ask something that says, ask for anything in my name. Don't just ask for things in unintentionally. Ask in Jesus' name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. You see, when you speak Jesus' name, you bring God glory. So you have that power to bring God glory just by calling his name. So you know when little ones are learning to speak, if they learn to say your name, it brings you joy. It brings you like honour. You know, sometimes there's that war between who they're going to say first, mum or dad, and then maybe they say, I don't know, Bob. It's like, who's Bob? <laughs> but Bob's really chuffed, isn't he? That's the kind of glory I think Jesus must feel when you call his name. Then call upon me when you are in trouble. See, another way that we can call and speak his name is when we're in trouble. When we need help, we can call upon him. There's more stuff. D, for when there's demons, like demons, demons. That was like a fancy word for demons. Demons, when there's demons. So we're like, okay, let's not get funky. But you know, I believe in angels and therefore I believe in demons. And I just think sometimes the stuff in our life that's agitating our life and we need to just speak the name of Jesus, like get that out of my way. Not all the time, but sometimes. And this is, this is what I really like about this verse. It says, the 72 returned with joy. So 72 people returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to your name. Like Jesus didn't know. Like, Lord, did you know this? Demons are fleeing at your name. And what I like is it says 72. So if it was just one or two, you'd be like, have you drunken too much? But no, because there were 72 people at witness for this. We know it's reliable. It says 72 people were with joy because they could see that even demons submit to his name. 
I don't know what's been in your history. I know that in my life with my parents, they used to dabble with things like Ouija boards. I don't know if there's witchcraft in your history. Um, I come from a line of gypsies where I had a famous grandmother. I do have a famous grandmother. She's famous to me, who's told fortunes to people. It was all dabbling in things that were not helpful. And so there was, came a point that when my, my, when my parents and my granny and my granddad and my family got saved, they had to speak the name of Jesus over some of this stuff because it was real. See, we, this isn't funky stuff. People that are not even in church understood, understand in the supernatural. They can see that things are happening. And then F, let's have a look at this. Another way we can speak the name of Jesus is for miracles. It says this, I really like this story, where Peter was walking along and then he saw a guy on the side of the road who wanted money. And he said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. What did he give to him? He gave him a name. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, you can get back up again and start walking and running. In the name of Jesus, we can declare miracles and we can intercede for miracles on behalf of people. Amen? They're just a few examples. If you go to your Bible, you'll find more examples than me. I'm just going to take my earrings out because they're making like not a helpful sound on the microphone. So we lose a little bit of glamour there, but it's worth it, isn't it? <laughs> Let's talk about um, a way that we can use Jesus' name. I want to ask us again, how are we proclaiming the name of Jesus in our lives, but just around our lives? How is the name of Jesus being proclaimed? Because sometimes I hear a lot Jesus' name being used the wrong way. Sometimes out of my own mouth. Out of my own mouth, I can use Jesus' name the wrong way. And God really doesn't like it. And no, no wonder after the things I've just said, no wonder he doesn't like it. Because when you use God's name in the wrong way, it's like you're denying and doing the absolute opposite of what he said his name is for. His name is of power. So how much more? We've got to be careful not to use his name to swear. It says in Exodus, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold guiltless anyone who takes his name in vain. It's big stuff. That was found up there in the Ten Commandments next to like theft and murder and adultery. He doesn't like when we use his name the wrong way. And sometimes we get into this thinking, this self-taught thinking, oh, it's all right. It was just a little utterance. It was just a little, you know, just accidentally fell out of my mouth. And I want to say, you know, for me, this week I've had to grab this and go, you know what, this is, this is something we've got to work on. We've got to work on this. And I want to make sure everyone in this room right now, if you're watching online, no one right now should be feeling really guilty and really horrible or like they're being told off. Because this is something that I'm working through in my own life as well, about how we use our words, but especially how we use God's name. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes, even if we decide that we're not going to speak God's name in vain, our environment doesn't always choose to not speak God's name in vain. Sometimes we're hearing it so much, no wonder it can sometimes pop out of our mouth. So sometimes we're going to have to, maybe we've got to step out and start to say, actually, 
I've got to say, I've got to call a meeting. I remember, I'm going to go back to my parents again. They're coming back to me. My mom, she got saved. She gave her life to Jesus one night. She was the manager of a travel agent. She walked back into her office that day. No one telling her that this wasn't right. She just knew somehow in her spirit. She walked into her office. She called a meeting of her staff together. And she said, right now, I need to let you know something. Things are going to change around here. Because last night, I gave my life to Jesus. She was super proud. And there was going to be no more swearing and no more using Jesus Christ in vain anymore in this office. And they were like, hey, but you're the worst one. She's like, I know, but we're not going to be doing it anymore. And you might have to go to your colleagues at work or if you are responsible for a place of business, you might have to rise up and say, hey, guys, this is not going to be acceptable anymore in this environment or this office. I know I'm the worst one or I know you've heard me say it, but I'm going to need you to help me be accountable because this is not good for my faith. So I need you to help me. If I say it, help me out. But also this is not good for our our whole environment right now. And some of us, we are getting outdone by people that don't know Jesus talking about him like they know him. The people of God cannot be outdone proclaiming the name of Jesus. His name was made for victory and for valour, yet we are hearing it outdone by vain. So if we're going to do this, we're going to have to start with me. We're going to have to start with ourselves. So I know that there's times that it just, it just happens. We get into a rut and we use his name. And um, for some of us right now, I do believe that you can pray in Jesus' name, wash my mouth, help me to stop saying those naughty words, and you can walk out of here having dropped the habit. Miracles can happen, and I believe that can happen for you today. However, for some of us, if you're like me, it's going to be a bit of a journey of making a habit of not saying things that offend God. But... I have some tips to help us. Are you ready? Oh, I love that. Take that quote down. If you're writing, if you've got a device, if you've got some notes, when Jesus' name is used in vain, turn it around for his victory and valour. See, there's so much, na- so much valour in the name of Jesus. There's so much honour in the name of Jesus. When you shout that name, when you speak that name, it gives you courage for what you're facing. It gives you valour and it reminds you of the victory that we have. So, Here we go. When you come face to face with saying, first of all, you've got to make a commitment that Jesus, I've been using your name in vain and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to use it for victory and for your valour. So Jesus, I need you to help me. And so you might be going along and there might be times that, I don't know, just things take you off guard. You get into shock or you stump your toe and you go, oh, Jesus, hold it. Because as it comes out of your mouth, what I don't want you to do is go, I've done it again. I'm never going to get past this. Jesus is so upset with me. No, no, no. If you do that, you'll get stuck and go, I'm never going to change and you won't even bother. What I want you to do is to hold it and go, I'm going to redeem this. For what the enemy is trying to make cause for me to swear with, I'm going to use it to sanctify my mouth with, okay? Amen. I'm going to go, Jesus stubbed my toe. Jesus, I am reminded that a nail went through your foot on the cross. And so Jesus, I know that you took that pain so that I didn't need to feel guilty and carry shame around my life so you can get me past this. But oh Jesus, as my foot is throbbing, I'm reminded, oh Jesus, that you're the healer and you can come and bring me healing right now to this foot. But Jesus, I call on your name right now. Would you come right now, wash my mouth out, and help me carry on. 
That's how you redeem it back. Might be going along and you just get shocked with some gossip that you just heard. Oh God, no, I'm going to claim God right now in this situation, Lord. Help me move away from this conversation that's not going to be helpful. Oh God, I know you and I know you are a big God. Oh, you are a big God. Come and just be with those people that they are talking about right now. That isn't nice what they're saying, but Lord, I know you can reach wherever they are. Oh God, some of you. It's a mutter under your breath. So you're like, oh, it won't matter too much. And you hear in the next room, the kids breaking another vase. Oh, for God's. Hold it. Get it. No, Lord, not for your sake, but for my sake and for the sake of my children. Will you help me right now to have patience? And Lord, you come and sanctify my mouth so I can speak truth into this situation and bring you glory for the sake of us all. Amen? We'll do it together. We'll do it together. But there is so much power in the name of Jesus. Second one, and then I'm going to come into land because we're running out of time. But another way that we can more easily speak truth or talk the truth is to listen to the truth. Listen to the truth. See, I think there can be a difference between hearing and listening to Jesus. Because you can hear God because of these reasons, let me tell you. You can hear God because he has a desire to speak to you. Some of you are not hearing God because you're like, I don't think God will want to speak to me, so I don't know if he'll speak to me. And I've said this before here in this church. God has a desire to speak to you. It said in the Bible that the Lord spoke face to face with Moses like a friend. You see, the Bible says that Jesus doesn't treat you like a servant. He treats you like a friend, and he has this desire to talk to you. Therefore, you can hear God. Isn't that exciting? Another thing, another way that you can hear God, or another reason why you can hear God, is because he is all already speaking so we can already hear him he's already praying and the bible says that he's already praying for you see when you get too tired to talk to Jesus or when you have not got the strength to speak the name of Jesus he's like I'm already doing it for you I love what the message version says it says meanwhile the moment while uh, in the moment where we get tired in the waiting god's spirit is right alongside us helping us along if we don't know how or what to pray or what to talk it doesn't matter he does our praying and for us making prayer out of our wordless sighs See, we can hear God because he's already praying over us another reason why or another reason why i can hear god speaking is because it will resonate with his word. Like right now, some of you have heard the voice of God. Like maybe I was saying something from the scripture as I was preaching there and your heart just maybe did something different or you felt something different over you. It might be because you're hearing God and sometimes you think God is not talking to you, but he is talking to you. You just haven't grabbed the last thing he said to you. And some of us, we need to go back to what is it that God said? Sometimes when my kids keep saying the same things to me, I stop talking or because I'm like, you know, you, I told you before, what did I say five minutes ago? You have to go back to what it is the Holy Spirit said. So here's the difference. I used to think that 
You can definitely hear God speaking because it won't go away. But actually, I've changed my mind. I think that when you move from hearing to listening, that's when the Word of God doesn't go away. For example, stay with me. There could be a moment in your life where you heard God tell you something about your life. Or you heard from God in a moment, maybe in a meeting, or where someone may have prophesied over you. You may have heard Him say something about what you were going to do for Him or how things were going to look. And you got excited because hearing God is exciting. Hearing God is encouraging. And it was brilliant in those moments. But then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, I don't know if it was God. That's because you didn't move from hearing to listening to the truth. You heard the truth in the moment and got excited, but you didn't move into listening to God, which is a commitment. No, God, I got excited there, but now I'm going to listen and live out what you said to me. And that takes more than excitement. That takes a commitment to listen to what God was saying to you. And when you move from not just hearing, but listening, to the truth. That's when you talk the truth. Amen. That's when you talk the truth. Let's all stand in here. Because many of you heard God a long time ago, but you haven't been listening. Or some of you in this room right now, you've heard God today. You know, maybe your heart's beating. Maybe you're just feeling a peace right now. That's hearing God. But I want to challenge you and encourage you today to not just move from, move from hearing, but listen to God. And this is how we listen to God. We take what we've heard and we put it into practice. We take what we've heard about Jesus being real, Jesus saying what He's going to do in our lives. And we take it and we go, you know what? I'm actually going to confess it with my mouth. It's the first step. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not just going to hear this word today, Lord. I'm going to actually speak the truth and go, yeah, Jesus, you are real. And I want to go back to that first verse I started with. For He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross. For this reason, God's highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And what I want to do today is I want to give every person in here the opportunity to respond to Jesus and to actually confess him as Lord. Maybe you're in here today and you've never actually confessed that Jesus is who He says He is. Maybe you've never given your life to Him. Maybe you've been away for a long time and you're realising today, I actually need to speak the truth today. I need to listen to the truth today and take it with me outside of the door. And so I'm going to pray a prayer and you can join in that prayer with me. If everybody in this room could close their eyes and just bow their heads. And if you know that you're someone today that needs to respond to this word, that you need to go, you know what, I do believe in Jesus. I do know that 
there's stuff going on in my life or stuff that's happened in my life that I need Jesus to come and help me with or forgive me with. I don't want to carry shame. I don't want to be stuck anymore. I just don't want to live a life that's meaningless, that isn't carrying the truth. If that's you today, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, will you just slip up your hand so I know who I'm going to pray for in this room today? I can see your hand. I can see your hand. So if you want to give your life to Him, maybe you've never done this before, you put your hand up and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak this prayer and you can just pray it by repeating after me. We'll go line by line. If you put up your hand, you might want to look at the word on the screen because I put this prayer up so you can see it. And if you're already a Christian in here, if you're already someone that's been on this journey a while, you might want to say this prayer just to encourage maybe the person around you that wants to pray it. So you ready? You repeat after me. Today, I speak your name, Jesus. I believe you are the truth. And I believe that you died on the cross to save me. I confess I have got things wrong in my life. So I ask for you to forgive me. And I invite you into my life today. Amen. I'm just going to ask if the prayer team could come and stand at the front here or if you're upstairs at the front there. I've got a team of people and I want you to see if you're on the prayer team, just come on out now. I want people to see how many people have been praying for you. And what we're going to do now is if you prayed that prayer, I want you to make a bold move or maybe you didn't slip up your hand and you go, actually, I really should have done because that spoke to me. Because some decisions and some things you say in your life and some prayers you pray, some truth that you say requires a bit of movement in your body. Sometimes like when you clap because something's good, it's like you're sealing that. You're going, that was a good thing that just happened. And so if you just did a good thing and went, actually, I just spoke some truth and I prayed that prayer in my heart or out loud, I want you to move to either the front down here or the front upstairs if you're up there. There's some people waiting for you and we want to give you a little gift little books and just a way that you can contact us if you want to and this little book will just help you over these next few days not leave the truth that you've spoken in this room but actually take it out with you into your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because there's a little seven day little page for each of the number of days this week and we're going to do that all right what I want to do you start coming now if you want to but I'm going to count down from three And as I do that, I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to hesitate. Don't worry if you have to shove past people. There was a woman in the Bible. She shoved past a crowd. She was like, I'm going to crawl if I have to, to get to Jesus. Just be like, excuse me, I've spoken some truth today. I need to get out to the front to meet one of these brilliant people that I trust that are waiting for you. They're going to hand this to you. I'm going to count down from three and you're going to move out of your seat. But the rest of us in this room, I want us to clap and cheer a celebration because it means is right now that a celebration is going on in heaven because every time someone confesses Jesus and invites him into their heart they're applauding they're cheering down from the balconies because in their view someone has come home someone has accepted Jesus so are you ready we're gonna do this. Whoa, you've got three two one come on yeah 
want to say, if you're watching online and something has just happened in your room where, or wherever you are, if you're walking and listening to this and you just feel such a peace or you feel such a, an excitement or something come over you, I want to tell you that's the Holy Spirit. And if you needed to respond or you responded to that message, it is not meaningless just because you're not in a room full of people, but we've been praying for you as well. And if you were someone that responded online to that prayer, then please get in touch. Go on our website, go on our social platforms and ask to speak to us, one of the pastors, and we will make sure we get these gifts to you as well. Okay, we're going to sing this song. And as we sing this song, if you know you still needed to move, the prayer team are not in a rush. They're not taking these in the back of their car and leaving. If you know you needed to come out, there's still going to be an opportunity to do so. But for the rest of us, we're going to worship by speaking and singing in the name of Jesus. Amen.